Season two, ladies and gentlemen of the Transition Podcast. We did season one just as an experiment and we loved it. So we're back for season two and we probably won't even make seasons. We're just going to go on forever. Yeah, we're just going to go. We're going to live forever. And for anyone watching at home, we're filming now as we promised we would last season. But now we're filming. So hello to everyone in TV world. So what is going on? We should live stream this. As I well. know. Let's just do the whole thing. The <sighs> whole thing. Live stream. We're gonna get our own studio soon, though. Hundred percent. Like, so that's the goal. That yeah, is the goal. We're gonna have people coming in, and we've got all the microphones. We've got the cameras. It's all sorted. It's too exciting. It is exciting. It's I love exciting. this shit. We got all this new stuff. We have got this uh, new computer that's not working. <laughs> we got this little massage thing next to us. <laughs> oh, stop! I'm gonna fall asleep. That is yeah, really good. yeah. We're doing that is really good. All sorts of stuff. You can probably hear that on the podcast. <laughs> we're just having a whole lot of fun, and we have not podcasted in what six weeks, two months. It's been a good break. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's been a lot going on. Absolutely. And that's what we're here to talk about today. That's exactly right, Because folks. we have not actually, we've barely hung out in the last month. Yeah. Because you're just flying all over the world, jet setting, <laughs> leaving me in the dust. I have, I have done a bit of travel, actually. It's been... Where have you been? Where have you been? I, well, about a week and a half ago, I just got back from Bali. Bali. How cliche. Oh, man, I tell you what, it was... It was great. Yeah? Like, it was so good. What were you doing in Bali? I I had a five-day business retreat to start off with. Yeah. And when I say I had, I wasn't running it. I was participating. And it was with our lovely friend, Mr. Zachary Dixon. ZD. Shout out to ZD, the man. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, obviously, I like his content. And, you know, he's a guy that... Talks about vision, talks about law of attraction. He's a business coach. He you know, talks about relationships with money and blending the metaphysical world, i.e. the world in between your ears, yeah. uh, into the physical world and how we can best express ourselves to get what we want in life. Yeah, I, I went to one of his retreats kind of uh, February. Mm-hmm. And then it was just after that that we started talking law of attraction on our podcast and that sort of thing, and uh, maybe well, it was in January. And we also yeah. did from the on the back of our retreat. You know, we incorporated some of Zach's content in yes. our in our own way um, for the guys that guys and girls that came on our retreat. And that was that was essentially the starting point for me to be like, oh, you know, I experienced what you had gone through, mm. and I was like, I want a little bit more. And you know, Zachary is a master in in sales, and I got on the phone to him. Next minute, I'm going to Bali. Yeah, a little warning for anyone involved. <laughs> Zach Dixon, best guy, is going to seriously help you out, but it's tough to get off a phone call without without actually uh, working with him further because he just makes you want to work with him. He does. And he gets results, man. And in saying that, I, I still feel like there isn't that traditional push. No, like not at all. It's just excitement and energy, and it's a transfer. It's like, if you want it, let's go. If you don't, okay. Yeah. You know, so I, I really liked it. Anyway, I bought... I bought the retreat. I was like, fuck it. You know what? I want to go to Bali. Yeah. There is a, there is a wonderful uh, lesson that I got within the first three days of this retreat. I want to, I want to chat about that lesson maybe after I recap on my thoughts around Bali and like sure. what I experienced. Um, 
because it was such a powerful lesson in judgment that really changed my perspective um, with people and with what I do in my life. Absolutely. So press pause on the judgment. Press pause on the judgment piece. Um, And look, I just want to speak about Bali. Like, man, it was, it, it was so good to go away. Is that your first time in Asia? First time, no, I've been, I've been to Thailand when I was 18, 19 years old with the, with the family and I, I went to Thailand twice and I love that. I yeah. love, I love like, there's a sense of freedom there. There's a sense of no rules. Mm. Um, you know, the, it's the hot humidity. I love that. It's just, I, I feel like I'm quite connected to the Asian countries. I just, I like their lifestyle. And yeah, so I hadn't been to Asia before and I was like, I want to go to Bali. You know, everyone's talking about it. It seems like, you know, it's the land of a digital nomad, you know, and that uh, everyone's in Bali. Everyone that runs an online business is in Bali. Yeah. And I'm like, what's all the talk about? You know, getting left out right here. What, what's all, exactly. What's all the talk about? I'm getting, I'm getting left out. With my $600 Sydney rents. Yeah. And, <laughs> and all the fucking stress and, and the all stress. the grinding. And there's no monkeys here. There's no monkeys. <laughs> and they got everything. There's road rules here. <laughs> there's no road rules in Bali. But look. I, I, I spent five days uh, in a in a five star hotel with the man Zachary Dixon and twenty five other influential people running online businesses. That was awesome. That was a whole week of content and learning and new experiences. Then I, um, I actually I, you know, I met a girl in the in the in the business retreat, and and. You know, I just let's just be frank, right? Cover your ears, folks. Let, let's just be frank. Uh, she's a sex coach, and yeah, yeah, she yeah. she's an incredible person. She's from Sweden, and you know, I I she was my partner from the get go. And mm. I don't know whether this, you know Mr. Zachary Dixon teed something up in the background, but she was my partner, and you know, we got along like a house on fire, and just her world and how her abilities to bring intimacy and desire into the clients that she works with and in their relationships. Mm. I saw that. Um, I saw the whole tantric world and like what it's like to experience sex from an energetic place um, rather than, you know, this Western world, like let's just get it done. Like let's just do all the stuff and tick all the boxes. It was a cool way to be open enough to talk about, something that everybody holds a little bit taboo. Like, you know, it the is, conversation of yeah. sex. Everyone does it, but it's weird. It's, you, don't, you don't talk about it with anyone. No, and, and I put myself in a position where, in fact, there were two sex coaches. Like, there, there was, there was Sandra. Uh, she was amazing. And then, and then, like, you know, there was another girl running her business. And I was like, what is this world? Mm. You know, what is this all about? Um, and, you know, that and PT, online people. There were marketing people there. It was just a, it was a great meditation teachers this is a great eclectic group of people yeah and yeah i was james zudi there yes he was so we podcasted with yeah, the, yeah. The james is a he's badass yeah man. he's he great you know, everyone really just getting breakthroughs in their business and their personal life and you know meeting people having great connections so after the retreat sandra's like come to ubud and ubud yeah. is basically the the yoga mecca the veganism mecca of bali yeah you know, everybody there is is on a health detox or, you know, they, they really take their vitality and health seriously. Yeah. Ubu was amazing. Like the food, um, the scenery we explored, we went on scooters, like we checked out waterfalls. Like I wasn't training. I, had, I didn't feel like I was chained to a routine or things that I had to tick off the box. Like I just disconnected. Yeah. 
but I was in nature and I was loving the food and just being around new people. Yeah, that sure. That was fantastic. And then after that, I went to a, a place which is more touristy, I'd say, uh, near Semignac, near Kuda. It's mm. a place called Legian. Okay. And Legian, I was so fortunate that I had a client. I have a client who owns a villa in Legian, which is obviously Bali. And he said to me, whenever, whenever you want, just let me know the dates that you're going and I'll book out the villa. And yeah. I'm like, what? Like, this is insane. So, and the villa was my time by myself to seriously check, like just check out a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. when I say check out, you know, I got back into a gym there. I started training. I started eating like lots of vegetables, beautiful like omelets and fruit in the morning. Being treated like a king. Yeah, yeah. Massages every single day. And I really let the body relax. Mm. And I just felt my energy stores come back up. Awesome. You know, I'd say like my baseline when I got back from Bali was at 100%. Yeah. 100% energy and vitality. Amazing. That's great. And, and like... Because I gave myself that time, I came back so refreshed and clear-headed. And I also spent some time, um, you know, just evaluating like how I want my life to look like. Because... Mm. What was it that allowed you to do that? Was that... Did you make a decision to do that? Or did you just kind of rock up and... No, I... Because there was nothing on your plate that naturally happened for you. I made a decision before the trip that Bali was going to be a place where I just reflect Mm. a place where I reflect on what was, but also what is to come. And I knew I could do that because I wasn't in the rat race of Sydney. Mm. And, and I really felt the geographical separation. I felt like the nature, I felt a total different culture shift. Like I wasn't doing the Sydney thing. Yeah. Yeah. And not doing the Sydney thing allowed me to look at the Sydney thing. And yep. say like, mm, how do I actually want my life? Um, and I got very clear on what I wanted. And, you know, I decided next year I want to spend two months in Bali. Like I want, to, I want to spend the winter days, the winter months in Bali. Because I don't do too well with the cold. Like I get, I get congested and, and my sinuses play up. My joints and my bones kind of hurt. I'm like, you know what? I want to be in the humidity. I want to be in the heat. I yeah. love the culture. It's cheap. I can give to myself. I can, you know, get dirt cheap massages and and treat myself like a king and at the same time connect with incredible people that are doing great things around the world yeah we can run a retreat we we are we're gonna we're gonna gonna, dude i met probably two a hundred percent uh seriously i met um you heard it here first folks i met a guy named mac rundle and Mac mac rundle is an absolute beast he does dna testing with clients and then he writes programs uh workout programs nutritional programs for your DNA, specifically for your wow. DNA. And dude, the guy's a beast. He's 30 years old. He's doing like really well online and he's so connected to himself. Mm. Like I, I met up with him in a beautiful Italian restaurant. We had a wine and we just chatted about the future. In Bali? In Bali. I wanted to catch up with him before. I met him online and I had a mutual connection mm. and we caught up and, and he just goes, dude, like let's make it a reality. Let's run a retreat. Oh yeah. yeah nice. He spends five months in Bali a year. And, and I'm Sick. like, okay, perfect. This is the guy. Like, you know, and there's so many connections um, that await for, for us and, and also myself in Bali. Yeah. And I really, I really just got connected with it, man. There's a sense of, there's a sense of freedom. 100%. There, there is. I think 
the power of getting away from a day-to-day routine, whether it's in Sydney or um, in Bali, just, just leaving wherever you live and whatever you do day-to-day for the shortest amount of time can make the biggest difference. And I always had so much stuff around people going, oh, take a holiday, take a holiday. I didn't want to be one of those guys that was like, oh, I need a holiday to relax. Mm. Like, and then go on a holiday and like do all the active things and drink and party and then come back even more fucked. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, how you holiday? It's like... I've seen that. I've seen it be destructive for so many people. How how do you spend your evenings? It's the same. You can do either one. You can spend your your Friday night at the bar or you can spend your Friday night doing probably whatever you do, Mm. which is, I'm assuming, like levitating in in your bedroom. (laughs) I'm levitating, correct. (laughs) Surrounded by like hairless cats and (laughs) people feeding you grapes. Stop it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's um, that's really exciting news. Moving to Bali for a bit. Yeah, man, I, I want to make that happen. I want to, you know, I'm in a position where I'm taking more one-on-one clients for my coaching and yep. I can I can do that via Zoom. I can do that via online. 100%, yeah. And, you know, I just, I don't want to be bound so much uh, geographically. What? You don't need to be. I don't need to be. You don't need to be because we've got... We can do the podcast. I'll come over to Bali once a week, dude. <laughs> there's so many like this is so many ways to make a living and being exposed to 25 people that are running online businesses and making it happen. Yeah, it blows your world apart. It's Correct. like hmm. But and and last thing I just want to say um, before I wrap up on Bali, like I I I, I realized how much I can get caught up in the Sydney stress the Sydney stress yeah because I got back from Bali and as soon as I landed I felt an instant energetic shift and it was everything started to tighten Mm. my my, like it was unbelievable I was like oh why do I feel slightly anxious like why do I why did my brain just start thinking about all the things I need to do this week why 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 I'm like whoa this is kind of overwhelming. And, you know, I've, I'm fortunate enough to have the skills and the tools to break that down and actually be like, okay, like, you know, make a serving choice. But Sydney has an energy. Sydney has an energy of everybody is trying to be somebody. Yeah. Everybody's either like grinding like crazy, either grinding in something that they love, but still grinding. Yeah. Or grinding in something that they don't love and, and resenting themselves for the relationships or for where they are in at work and then blowing it out all out the doors on the weekend. I feel like there's this there's this like tall poppy syndrome kind of thing happening where everybody's gotta prove that we have stuff. Yeah. And I'm not I'm that's not to say that I'm against people that have fancy cars and big house. I love that shit. Like go for it. But there's this pressure. Yeah. To, to do that. And not everybody wants that. Not everybody wants that style. And I think society's putting so, many, so much pressure on the youth and you know our generation to be somebody, to look like somebody, to act like somebody. And nobody is actually being authentic. Like nobody's truly doing what they want. And if they strip it all back, I am generalizing here, but if they strip it all back, ask themselves a question like, how do I want my life to look like? And am I on that path? And if not, what am I going to do to get on it? Mm-hmm. That's what I felt when I came back to Sydney. 
and I instantly. could instantly, man, yeah. I could feel like my mind just rattling and everything. Like, got to get back to clients. And I just took a moment and I just settled and I took a big deep breath and I said, "What do I want my life to look like? Like, let's start operating from a place of joy, um, rather than pain and stress and anxiety and grinding. Like, I don't, I don't like grinding, the grind, man. man. Like." I, it's just like there's an energy here that people are hustling and I love hustling. Like, you know, hustling is fantastic because there's energy going in the right direction. Sometimes not what you want, but most of the time what you want. Mm. But that can also tear you down eventually. It's when people start to celebrate the hustle itself as the achievement. Yeah. Like that guy works so fucking hard. I've been guilty of this. And um, I saw this awesome quote on on Twitter. I think it was from like... It was from some rapper, like Nipsey Russell or like... Nipsey yeah. Hussle. Nipsey Hussle. Do I love Nipsey yeah. Hussle? Yeah. He's fucking or, or great. With, he died last year, didn't he? he no. He, yeah, he got shot like... No. 100%. He got shot like six weeks ago. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry to break that to you on the podcast. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got, Gary V loves that guy. Yeah, he got shot out the front of his um like uh, record store or something. <laughs> what? Yeah, no. He wow, didn't. dude. Yeah. Um, I thought that guy was still making music. No, he's no. He got Holy him. fuck, man! Yeah, all right. I didn't know that. Sorry, that's all right. It's all good. <laughs> Sorry, it's all good. Not super connected to him. Uh, okay. Although in a past life, I actually think I was African American. Yeah, okay. yeah. Didn't see that. Yeah, you see that. But nice way to just blow the whole integrity out of the podcast. Stereotype, Jono coming. No, it's all good. But um, no, the the quote was, um, I used to think. Uh, going to bed late was boss, but mm. now I know getting up early is boss and yeah. <laughs> that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was about, um, I think it was just some rapper who'd always loved the hustle kind of thing and the, the grind and people celebrate that. And I think Gary Vee is a massive, massive perpetrator in that. Yeah, who, he is. Because he, he does it. These, these internet people, um, a lot of them, they work so, so hard without kind of people realizing that they're freaks of nature and that's why they're, you know, getting millions of followers every day Yeah, it's because it's, they're freaks of nature and they need to actually, instead of saying to everyone else, if you're not working 18 hours a day in your dream, you're not really working on your dream, mm. they've got to be saying like, I'm not normal. Mm. <laughs> you know, and it's fine if you can't do this. You know, just on the Gary V thing, like, it's fascinating because the guy that I work with, MJ, he met Gary V and he just asked him a couple of questions. And Gary V said he takes eight weeks off a year. Wow. So there's times like in life where you know you put all your eggs in one basket and you go, go, go. But on the long term, mm. what does your year actually look like? Because yeah. I can I can go to Bali for two weeks, totally reset and rejuvenate and come back and feel like energy momentum in the right direction. Yeah. But and that's what Gary Vee does. Like he he gives himself that time and on the outside it looks like he's just do that hustles and hustles and hustles and yeah. to an extent he is, but he's also giving himself the time and the energy to reset. Yeah. So it's it's a funny one with with what looks like hustle from the outside, we don't really know what's actually going on. Yeah, for these people. And I I heard the word um hustle porn. Oh my god! Which was just like people just flexing on Instagram at how hard they hustle. Oh you know? uh, yeah, yeah. You know it's two a.m. and I'm still at the office, or you know um, I'm up later than everyone. That kind of thing. If 
if that's your achievement, being up later than everyone, that's not the achievement. It's it's what you create from from doing that. Of course. You know, but I think people love to brag. Yeah, so yeah. people are now bragging about the hustle when their results aren't actually there to show for it. Yeah. I don't have the results I want, yeah. but I no longer um, will go out and brag. You know, I'm on my sort of 12th, 13th day in a row of, you know, working full time. I haven't had a day off. Mm. And before that, I was away at the snow for three days. Um, you know, that was an energetic little holiday. And then before that, I did another, you know, eight days in a row of full-time work. And I'm not saying to my friends on the weekend, you know, oh, I've been at work this morning and I'm going to be at work tomorrow. Yeah, you're not bragging about the uh, hustle. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it's just, help, doesn't just help doing anyone. It. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, th- I think, yeah, hustle porn is dangerous for a lot of people. But on the flip side... You're getting something really awesome done. Yeah, James Wellington, our buddy James, he does not sleep. Yeah, and but, I, like I think that will have that will take a toll. Yeah, you know, that will that will have a cost. Every every couple of weeks, it does a little bit. Yeah, for a couple of days, I'm sure. And then you know he's just got to look at his his year long term and be like, okay, where am I giving that one hundred percent, and where am I not, and how can I reset and rejuvenate? Having said that, though, you know he told me he's doing his uh, taxes. The other day, this is James Wellington, founder of Limitless Company that John and I both work with. Um, James told me he'll be okay with me telling this. Just it's not him bragging; it's me bragging on his behalf. Yeah, he's donated more money to charity this year than he made in the last three years. Wow, how good is that? Jesus, yeah. What's the charity? Um, A whole this, bunch, or well, this will be. Uh, you know, he's got his own foundation, the Amala Foundation, which oh, is... Oh, with the cancer. Yeah, because yeah. it's like cancer research for his... Because um, he's lost his mum to breast cancer. There's a guy who hustles, but there's a guy who's donated what I'm assuming is $150,000 to charity. Wow. In, and he's fucking 28. Wow. <laughs> in a year. So, you Good know, on him. the hustle's there, man. Yeah. That's... uh, if, Yeah, far out. So you know, I just had, I just I just had some really valuable lessons in Sounds like it. Yeah, what it's like to reset, rejuvenate, give myself the gift of, you know, going away for a little bit, reflecting and then coming back and, and then feeling like an energy surge. Well, we're talking about rest and rejuvenation in the next podcast. I wanna quickly jump into that story about judgment that yeah, you told me. Yeah, that, that's a freaking interesting story yeah it was it was um within the first 24 hours of the business retreat i noticed that i was extremely triggered uh and for people that you know not familiar with the word triggered it was something was happening inside of me internally that made me want to do something like leave yeah i was like i want to leave it's like triggers like you're offended or you're you're stressed or you're angry. My like, own shit is something. getting in the way of making a decision and thinking about and being present. What triggered you? So without you don't have to be too specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I I do just want to be straight up with this. I hadn't been around Zach's content. Uh, I hadn't seen him personally. I knew a little bit about him, but I didn't know much. And I was in you know in a hall in a beautiful Bali, and there was this guy up the front who was introducing Zach and you know, he was an amazing dude from the Philippines, but I didn't know that, you know, I didn't take the time to get to know him at the start. He didn't speak that, uh, that 
<laughs> that good of English. <laughs> how, how, how good is this? His English wasn't that good. Uh, his English wasn't that good. And he was introducing Zach. Yeah. And I was like, what's, what's going on here? Like, what, 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 what am I at? And he's like, everybody stand up. Everybody, you know, give a big round of applause for Zach. And I'm thinking, dude, I better not be at another Tony Robbins event. Yeah. Like, I don't want this to happen. And I could see some people were like hesitant to stand up. Some people clapping. He was just forcing everybody to stand. I was like, okay, so let's just stand. And then Zach came out wearing this Versace top, (laughs) right? So a a tight white t-shirt with Versace written all over it. And a Louis Vuitton belt, jeans, and like these shoes. And I instantly, I'm like, this motherfucker. Yeah. Like, who is this guy? Why is he wearing a goddamn Versace top? Started speaking. I was like, eh, not really listening. Or oh, I was just so focused on what he was wearing. And I couldn't get, couldn't get out of my own head about it. Yeah. I was like, this guy's fake. This guy's not real. This is like, I wouldn't do this. Why does he have to show his success rather than just be it. Yeah. And my what was happening was my world, my version of the world or my version of success, people being humble, uh, you know, people operating under the radar, everything quite subtle, but you know, behind closed doors, they're the man. Yeah. And Zach's world of if you got it, flaunt it. Yeah. And this is what I want to do. This is what he wants to do. He wants to wear a Versace top and, you know, buy expensive clothes and do the whole thing. And I'm like, hmm, we've got two worlds here that are clashing. Yeah. Because your dad, you go around to your house, your dad's done really well. You go yeah. around, he's sitting in a pair of shorts and no shirt eating broccoli. You know, <laughs> you know like... He's chilling. He's just chilling. He's, he's, he's chilling. He's not flashing anything. And that's it. And so that's what you believe. And that, you know, I just, it was a clash between my version of the world and his version of the world. Yeah. And... You know, I was I was having a chat to someone after, and that night, and she just turned around and said to me, "Where in your life are you not owning that level of success where you can actually show in your own way that level of success?" And I was like, "Huh?" And she goes, "Why do you feel it's necessary to resent someone that just wants to wear what they want to wear?" Yeah, and I was like, "Hmm, interesting." So I knew immediately uh, that that next day I was going to have a conversation with Zach. Yeah. And Zach came right up to my table. He goes, would anybody like to share? <laughs> and he looked at me and I looked at him and I said, he said, Jono, would you like to share? And I said, yes, I would. Zach. <laughs> and I stood up, triggered as all hell, and I rattled all the things why I was pissed off. Wow. And a couple people in the room, he, he said, you know, hey, like who, who else resonates with Jono? Mm. A couple of people put their hand up. Instantly, I felt a, like a weight just load off my chest and my shoulders. And Zach just turned around to me and said, Jono, I'm so happy that you brought that up. I'm so happy that you're authentic enough to actually share that with the group. And he says, I'm so bloody happy that I trigger you. Yeah, good. And I just went, huh? And he goes, because if you're not triggered, you're not growing. Yeah. If you're and not I, triggered, you're not growing. And, and, and he says, because you're in your own head and because you're not present with us, nobody can influence you. He says, I won't have the power to influence you. Anybody in this room won't have the power to influence you because you're judging. Yeah. And I got a very uh, wonderful lesson in what it was like to judge someone before even knowing them, before even understanding them, before even hearing their story. 
before even really accepting them, like just judging them. And I was closed off. I wasn't open. I didn't receive, my brain didn't get any of the content for the first day. I wasn't there. I was not present. And I just noticed how, how much I can be affected by a simple act of judgment. I'm, I'm not here in the group. I'm not present. And the biggest thing is that I'm not growing because I can't get out of my own way. Mm. And everything that was happening there was all my shit. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, like, uh, you see, you see a piece of shit car drive down the road and you don't look at it. Mm -hmm. You see a guy in an Aston Martin go down the road. A lot of people will think, wanker. Yeah. Dickhead. Yep. You know, and, uh, that's a, um, it's a really funny reflection. Like you mentioned in Sydney, that tall poppy syndrome. You mentioned that 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And it's just, um, it's a massive, massive thing. Kind of just people looking up at someone who's done better than they have or got opportunities or something they don't have and resenting them for it. That's right. Is nothing to do with the person it's directed at. <laughs> it's all to do with you yep. and how you see them. Yep. And, you know, you can either look at Zach and his Versace shirt. You can look at old mate and his Aston Martin or someone, you know, even these rappers just flashing these wads of cash, even though it's ludicrous. You need to look at it as, what a prick. Or you can say, go on it, good for him, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've done, you've done great. These, these That's men and women, just how he does it. Yeah, these men and women who kill it, you know, it's the people looking at them and saying, fuck you, what does that say about us? Yeah. When you see someone with a six pack, it's not, or we, we can easily go, oh, that person must spend their life in the gym. They mm-hmm. must have no life. Yeah, no, it's so easy to say that to somebody that looks good. Oh, you've got no life. All, everything that you've ever had is just in the gym. It's not all about the gym. It's not all yeah. about money. You live a little. Yeah. Why don't you just live a little? Yeah. All this you work stuff. Too much. You're yeah. working so much. Yeah. You know, you know? <laughs> and it is completely a reflection of how we, we think it's our own insecurities coming out really, isn't it? That's right. It's our own insecurities yeah. coming out and we get triggered every day. Well, I like to think I've made a conscious decision to not get triggered by that stuff. And when I do get triggered by someone, you know, flashing something or flexing something that they've done better than me. And I think, oh, lucky bastard. You know, it's mm. like, well, thanks for sharing brain. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. What did this mean about you? Yeah. This means you're insecure in that area because you know you could do better. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, that's the conversation to have with the brain because Mm. sometimes telling the brain to shut up and saying that you can do better is just going to make the brain even stronger. Yeah. So it's like accepting the thought. Yeah. And putting the thought down and being like, hmm, how how do I now, how do I want to operate now? Like, how can I take this into my world? How can I grow from this experience? What tools do I have where I can start to think clearly and actually connect to what I want in life? And that whole thing, what what Zach would say and what we've now learned because the whole idea of metaphysical, creating your reality, um, inner world creates the outer world, that sort of thing. Resenting someone for their success in any field, not just money or fitness or whatever. What is that? What message is that sending out? What luck do you have of 
creating what you want and getting what you want when you resent someone else for having that? Mm. What kind of message are you sending out saying that person's unwell and that's a bad thing? How in the world, yeah. if metaphysical, universal, karma and stuff is, exists, how is that going to send it back well, to you? Subconsciously, you're rejecting that part of you in your own life. Absolutely. That's it. But you think you're doing it to someone else, but it really is just, yeah. it's like putting up a wall between you and that goal, no yeah. matter if it's theirs or yours. That's right. That's and exactly what a right. fantastic way to actually uh, block it off from yourself forever. Yeah. So if there's something that, you know, when I used to be really insecure about money, you know, I would start to look at someone. It, I had this rule, flash card goes by and I had to go, good for them. Good for mm, you. Mm, like, nice job mm, to, to whoever the driver of that car yeah, was. Yeah, amazing. Nice job. Yeah. And, you know, that starts to, you know, just break down a habit of instantly going, dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> of building up rather than tearing down. Yeah, and so that being consciously aware of your own habits uh, that, are, that are negative, being consciously aware of those negative habits and doing silly little things like that to break them down and just to really be aware of them, um, like almost a shock collar for a dog, yep. you know, is uh, it's super important. Yep. And so what Zach's done for you, realizing that you're triggered, um, you were just in a, in a much higher level mm. of the, you know, giving the finger to someone in a Ferrari because you were actually there Ex in the moment for a exactly. whole day. The whole 24 hours I experienced all this like internal rage. I'm like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. I didn't want to come to Bali for this shit. Yeah. All this stuff. And I was like, wow. It just took somebody to reflect the mirror straight back at me yeah. and say, where are you not owning this part of you in your life? Yeah. And I was like, mm, okay, time for me to step into some learning. Time for me to take responsibility and actually work this out yeah. from a place of love and a place of joy and a place of growth. Yeah, and for the final thought, because we said this would be a half-hour catch-up and we'd just gone over it, Yeah, it's the same thing as when you go to the gym and your muscles hurt, when you're breaking them down because they're going to come back stronger, when you're struggling with something in your mind or you're angry or you're stressed, it means there's a change right on the other side of that stress. That's right. What when you goes come, up must come down. What goes down must come up. Sure, let's, let's stick with that. That's, it's like this, baby. <laughs> Life's like this. Zach does this in his retreats. He goes, he goes flat line, flat line, you're dead. <laughs> he goes, what does this line look like on, in hospital beds? Well, that person's dead. What does this look like? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> He's like, life should be like this, like a roller coaster, baby. Make your life like a roller coaster. What up? How good is that? Can we Instagram that? That's amazing. Absolutely, we can. <laughs> Let's take that as a uh, little snippet. Be like this rather <laughs> than this. <laughs> Sign out. If you're bro. not triggered, you're not growing. Uh, we got a, we got a new virtual assistant who's uh, lives in like what Colombia. I think it's Colombia. Colombia. His, his name is uh, Damien. Damien. He's uh, clipping up clipping up these videos and these audio to make some Instagram stuff. Yeah, really, we're really going to take the podcast to the next level. All the shit we said we were going to do and never did it. No, fuck off. We, we're doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We are now. Yeah, we're doing it. But we never did it before. Cause we, but we got help. It's, a, it's all right, man. I'm good. We're, it's a perfect time. It's a perfect time to make magic, folks. Okay. And you can make magic, folks, in your life, too. And as Jono's voice rises into the stratosphere and goes high for some weird reason, we'll wrap up podcast number one of... 
It's sort of season two, but it's kind of like just... I, I, I like the seasons, but season, we're, we're, we're rocking off. We're just starting the new podcast. The transition is back, baby. Thanks for listening, peeps. We'll see you very, very soon in the next episode. We're talking about rest and rejuvenation. Please catch up for that one. Check out our Instagram and our Facebook page because we're going to drop some fire. <laughs> drop some fire, baby. <laughs> Peace and love. Love you. Peace. Woo! Ooh.